the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. City. Breaking news this hour at townhall.com. I'm Bob Agnew at Washington. Nothing will change for now. That's a takeaway from the Supreme Court ruling last night on access to a widely used abortion pill. Correspondent Mark Sherman explains the high court was asked to decide whether restrictions imposed by lower courts should remain in effect while a challenge to the FDA approval of Mifepristone plays its way out in the federal court. All the court was doing was ruling on that very narrow issue. It wasn't saying anything at all about medication abortion or Mifepristone, just whether the status quo, the situation that exists today, should remain in place while the legal case continues first in the Fifth Circuit, the Court of Appeals based in New Orleans, and then potentially at the Supreme Court. The court's action almost certainly will leave access to Mifepristone unchanged, at least into next year. Kansas Senator Roger Marshall says it's time for the head of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, to find a new job. This secretary of DHS is derelict in his duty. He does not have control of the border, and that's why we're introducing a resolution, a vote of non-confidence in the secretary of DHS. Marshall says under Mayorkas' watch, the Biden administration has allowed more than 5 million illegals to enter the country. He was interviewed this week by the Salem News Channel. The primary fundraising arm for House Republicans calling on vulnerable Democrats to pressure President Biden to return to the negotiating table and discuss Speaker Kevin McCarthy's debt ceiling proposal. Via Twitter on Friday morning, Jack Pando, the communication for the National Republican Congressional Committee, or NRCC, urged House Democrats who face tough re-election prospects to, quote, stop enabling the White House's obstinate and dangerous refusal to negotiate with Speaker McCarthy. That's House of Representatives correspondent Edwin Mora. More on these stories at townhall.com. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. In the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-626-5252. That's 800-626-5252. As fighting persisted in Sudan's capital, the Sudanese military said it was working on evacuating Foreign diplomats from the U.S., Britain, and China. We get an update from correspondent Karen Chamis. The sound of gunfire and explosions rang out over the Khartoum skyline. The country has been roiled by bloody fighting for the past week. That has killed over 400 people so far, according to the World Health Organization. Sudan's military chief said he had spoken to world leaders requesting safe evacuations of their citizens and diplomats from Sudan. The requests come as foreign countries have been unable to repatriate their citizens. The task was deemed too risky amidst clashes between the Sudanese army and a rival powerful paramilitary group in and around Khartoum, including at the main international airport. I'm Karen Chamas. Breaking news and analysis at townhall.com. Deep-sea explorers say they have found the wreck of a World War II Japanese transport ship off the coast of the Philippines. It was sunk by a U.S. submarine in July of 1942, unaware that the vessel was transporting more than a 1,000 Allied prisoners of war 
mostly from Australia. Here's the BBC's Phil Mercer. This is an enduring and a painful maritime mystery, the location of the Montevideo Maru stretching back 80 years. The disaster affected more than a dozen countries from Scandinavia to Japan, New Zealand, the United States, and also here in Australia. It was estimated that 900 and 79 Australians were on board the Japanese transport ship. It was Australia's worst maritime disaster. That is the BBC's Phil Mercer reporting. More on these stories at townhall.com. Portions of this program are pre-recorded. It's Eye on Real Estate on AM 970. The answer. This is Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. From the heart of New York City and the tri-state area to the most active real estate hotspots across America. Keeping you plugged in to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news and legal developments to everything you need to know about buying or selling a property. Benefited by the advice of the experts. Now, here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back, and we've had such a wonderful show this today, and so we did a residential, and I'm very lucky to have Max Gross. Max Gross is the editor-in-chief of Commercial Observer. Um, he was born in New York City, worked for the Post before that. Um, he also, which we'll talk about later, has a side hustle as a novelist, and most recently the, that he wrote, The Lost Shadow... Shedai, and he covers commercial, and he's on it. And so we just did all of residential, so I'd like to talk a little about what's going on, Max, in the commercial market in New York City, because you hear a host of different things. You do hear a lot of of different things. And, um, you know, it's it's funny. I was at um, the, the Real Estate Boards of New York has their annual gala, um, which was on Thursday, and um, I was I was there for it. And you know, I mean, look, I think that a lot of real estate people are genuinely very optimistic people. Um, there, there, there was some, there was definitely some nervousness um, just about office. Like you know, office is one of these things they just can't seem to get people back. You know, five days a week. That's that's. You know, almost a given, like the Friday Max, the day. Yeah. Wouldn't you mm. agree that that's not a New York City thing? That's the pandemic caused that, and I think around the country, people got used to not working five days a week, and so that's going to be probably, I think, an ongoing trend of some sort, even if it's one day, maybe. Oh yeah, I think that that uh, it's certainly not like a, a New York City exclusive problem. That's for right. sure. And. You know, I mean, look, you, we had a story this week about how Blackstone just raised a new fund for 30, more than $30 billion to, to invest in real estate. And they're doing it, you know, in every kind of real estate, in every category, except for office. <laughs> so I think that the office, it's a problem, but I think that there are solutions out there. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll... we'll what some of those solutions are, the most obvious sounds like um, conversion. Like, you know, conversion. You know, New York City has a real, like, dearth of uh, housing. And, I was just um, going to say that they have yeah. a housing problem. They don't have enough housing, so. They have too many offices and not enough housing. It seems like the most logical thing would be to just convert. But it is a very expensive process, and... It's an onerous one. There's just a lot of people who are, um, you know, in the city council, on the local zoning board, who, you know, they, even if they think it's not a bad idea in theory, don't want them in their particular fight them. They don't want to um, make these kinds of changes. And, you know, there just needs to be some sort of persuasion on it. It's, it's a very tough argument to, to, to convince people when they've got their minds set on it. But, um, yeah. But but I yeah. think at Revney is working on that, or they're trying to, and I think it's going to take a while. But obviously, all the other sectors are pretty well. We can talk about the other sectors because commercial has a lot of different sectors, and so you you can't compare one to the other. 
But basically what Max is saying is the office space, that's having the worst time because people are not coming back to the office the way they did. And I know a lot of employees are trying to get people back to the office. And um, I, I also think that, you know, you lose... You know, you lose the culture. You know, there's there's something to say about camaraderie and being around people. Then you're talking about different things, but at the very least, they probably won't need as much. So, hopefully, but it's going to take time. Maybe they'll figure out how to convert some of that to housing or something. Because, but how about the other? So that's the old. But that sector is, you know, that's you know got its problems. But mm. what about the other sectors? How about retail and, and, and things of that nature? You know, retail is actually, I mean, like, look, retail went through, a, like, a really bad period way oh, before the pandemic. Way before the pandemic, it was like retail apocalypse. We were, we were running, you know, stories about that. And then there's actually been an interesting little bump there for the first time in a long time. Um, you know, we did a story not too long ago. Um, one of our reporters, Celia Young, wrote this piece just about, how fashion and food tenants are really coming to Manhattan in the first quarter of the year. Like, you know, the activity really, really rose. Um, and, you know, I mean, like you see it um, in, you know, in, in the restaurants and, and, and places that are doing well, they're doing amazingly well. Last night um, I went to, um, Teresi, which is, you know, um, Rich Teresi's uh, new restaurant that uh, the major food group guys um, right. just put out. It was, aside from being the best restaurant, I think, in the city, I mean, like, the, 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 the food was just, you know, truly spectacular. I mean, it was a real scene. I left at, like, 11.30 at night. I got a, I had a 9, 8, 9 p.m. reservation. I left at 11.30. There was not an empty table, not an empty seat at the bar. It was thriving. And... Um, there are a lot of restaurants like that that have, yeah. uh, you know, done really, really well and, um, you know, track that code. Um, yeah. And yeah. they're open. I mean, I, I've been in, like I said, I've been in Palm Beach for a couple of weeks because we have offices here. And I, like, at 10 o'clock, it's over. Okay? And I'm like, what? <laughs> 10 o'clock, you can't go anywhere. The place closes down. Maybe not Miami, but other than that, Okay, and I'm like, well, I'm I'm so used to New York, okay, and New York is just always thriving. There's different people. I I think it's very diverse, and I I grew up in the suburbs, so when I bought Douglas Elliman and we came into the city and I took it over, I just found that I grew so much, not only from the business itself, but from the people, because it's so diverse, and everyone, you know... you get such a mix of different people and everyone somehow gets along. I mean, nobody stands mm-hmm. out. I mean, I just saw a thing with a guy who's impersonating Donald Trump running around. Okay. Somebody sent me a video and I said, only in New York, I said, where they can have the nude cowboy and they have all this stuff. And oh, just God. people. Not the naked cowboy, Donnie, please. I can't. Yeah, like, I mean, where else would you have it? I mean, like, God forbid something happened here, they would flip out. So I just think it's just, just you know, and, 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 this, and so sometimes I think that they should get a better PR person because you read such negative stuff about New York City. And I have to tell you that we got hit, I would say, probably one of the hardest in New York City. Uh Ooh. And, of course, they had to let the jails out and they had to let the mental institutions out. And so that period of time was pretty tough, you know, but there was nothing you could do. You had to do that. Um, But I have watched New York. First of all, I think New York City people are resilient and they're loyal and true New Yorkers are not leaving New York, even if they go away for a couple of the cold months because they just want to get away from the cold. They get bored. They, there's nothing like New York. They all want to get back. And so how is the, you know, now retail I, I get concerned about because there was a lot of vacancies, especially, well, everything was closed down. So that was hard, mm-hmm. but, you know, Hopefully some things will pop up. 
uh, again. And how's that doing? How's the retail? Is it just depending on where it is? I mean, I, a little bit, but you know, I, and, and this is sort of to what I was getting at. Like, the, I, I, you know, I don't know if you know Ariel Schuster, who's a retail broker at um, Newmark, um, but Ariel took me around Soho like about a month ago, and we went past all these like you know places that looked empty, and he was like, "Nope, got to lease on that one, got to lease on that one," and he was just like, we were going through it, and it was like almost every space that we were looking at, and some of them looked closed, but he was like, oh, no, 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 this is spoken for. Um, that Soho really, really has, Soho was in a bad place like three years ago. It was um, very, very empty. And a lot of the brands have just like returned. They, 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 the pricing came down, they saw good deals, and, and they came back. Um, I think it's not 100% the same story everywhere. And like you see that, like, you know, just a couple blocks up around Union Square, it's, it's a different story. There is a little, um, there, there still are vacancies, you know, around Union Square. But it's funny, I, I, we have a, uh, our California correspondent, um, um, Greg Cornfield, who, um, you know, lives out in L.A., and he said he wanted to do a story just about the vacancies in Beverly Hills because he was, like, driving around and he was seeing, you know, all these you know, empty spots, and he started looking right. into it. All of them were bought by developers that are building new things. He was like, all right, well, we have to completely change the story now because it's not that at all. <laughs> and I think that there's a lot of that in New York, too. I think that that's, that, that retail was suffering, and when these things recede, they eventually come back. There is eventually demand for it, and, and, that the, and we're starting to see that demand again. Yes, and I think it's coming back young again. Like, I think... You know, not. I think prices are, are coming back now, but if it gave people an opportunity that were priced out of New York City uh, before the pandemic, an opportunity for younger people to come back, and I see a lot of young people coming to New York City, and I think there's going to be a rebirth of New York City where it, you know, young people, because they still, people want to live in New York City if they're young, and I think you're going to start to see different kinds of stores. And maybe the retail stores, if I read, maybe they won't need as big a stores, but they, they, they'll still need them. And um, I know all my friends, all their kids, that's where they want to be, New York City. There's, there's no place like it. And then with big buildings, uh, like, you know, commercial, big commercial, there's a lot of companies moving to New York. I, you know, I just read that, I think Little Nell is going to probably, they're looking to build a hotel in New York City. Um, the, well, the, the Waldorf Astoria is building, like, I believe about 375 apartments on top of, of, you know, that's not done yet, but there's a lot going on. And I read a lot of, of companies coming into New York City. Do you see that mm -hmm. trend? I mean, yes and no. I mean, there there, there are some, I mean, look, I, I, I remember the old Fran Leibowitz quotes where she said that she believes that anybody who moves, who's not living in New York is not, is sort of staking it, I think was her line. <laughs> you know, I, you know, your mouth to Gen Z's ears when it comes to that, of course, they, yes, they want to be in New York City because of lifestyle, because of, you know, um, it's, it's just this uh, magnet for all of these talented People and that's why a lot of companies are like, we're staying in New York. Um, yes, we're renewing. Um, yes, we're coming. Um, but you know, the, other cities have made very attractive plays. Uh, your, your back, we're talking about um, South Florida. They, they've been aggressive and successful in terms of luring a lot of companies there. But it's still a much smaller office market than New York, and it will be for you know the foreseeable future. Um, and, you know, as long as New York has that, like, you know, saturation of offices, of, of capital, of people, um, I think that it won't go away. Well, you wrote something that I, I, I wrote, and you, I think this is a quote from you, and it says, New York is an obstacle course worth, worth working, oh, worth of Super Mario the landscape of New York sometimes feels akin 
um, to landing in the Enchanted Mushroom Kingdom of Nintendo Super Mario game. It is unquestionably a bright, colorful place, which, with the right bounce, holds plenty and plenty of hidden treasures, but it is also a tricky setting where the obstacles and infinite chasms, villains, and fireballs can be... You know, it's hard for somebody who really doesn't know the ins and outs. But I do mm-hmm. think there's a lot of opportunity now. Um, and, and just as my opinion, because no one really knows 100%. But I happen to live in a hotel condo in New York City. And I can tell you that it was obviously during the pandemic, it was a ghost town. I remember walking on Fifth Avenue and not seeing a car. And I was like, oh, my God, I feel like I'm in the twilight zone. And yeah. when I go back to my apartment, it is at 95 capacity, 95%. I mean, it's like people are traveling again. People are coming to New York. People are coming back. And, of course, you know, it's not perfect. It's got a ways to go. Uh, but I think they've done a tremendous job of bringing it back since we were really hit the hardest. Because I remember... When the pandemic hit, somebody called me from Florida and said, oh, Don, did you want a vaccine? Because I can get you one in Florida, like, in a week. Can you leave? Can you be here in four days? And I said, I'll be there. And I'll never forget, I got to Florida, and, of course, New York was so strict, you couldn't even visit your mother if they were in an apartment upstairs. And I went to Florida, and they were all at bars, drinking. <laughs> like It was like there was, like, a different country. New York, you know, with the density, they had a a tough call. I mean, it, it hit us hard. Yeah. And I think um, if you look at 9-11 and if you look at all of the things that happened to New York, that New Yorkers are resilient. And if you're a true New Yorker, okay, there really is no place like it in the country, at least in my opinion. Oh, I, I completely agree. And I think, you know, the resilience is... is it's you you can't underestimate its its importance but it's the thing that is i think bothering a lot of people from the real estate industry is that it's unknown what form the resilience is going to take and by that i mean they will like they will have a business there there will be you know commercial real estate will will go on but just in what form they, you know a lot of brokers and, and, and owners don't know so, right. you know, at Redney, at Redney, for example, you know, we're talking about this and I, I, I was talking about it with a bunch of people. And one of the people said to me, like, you know, prices are coming down and, and you know, there'll be when prices come down, there will be a flood of buyers like they're not they're waiting for the moment. But right now it's a little too high to make the numbers sen- make sense. But at a certain point, you know, the numbers will make sense. And when you buy like, you know, these corners of like, you know, Fifth Avenue or, or Madison Avenue or Park Avenue, you're going to want to do great things with it. I mean, like a, 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 a visionary will want to do great things with that and other people will follow. I agree. Now, I want to also talk because I, I know that you are uh, a novelist also and you most okay. recently put, did a new book. Um, yes. You want to tell us about that? I, I appreciate you mentioning it, Dottie. Um, yes, I am a novelist on the side. Um, I I wake up every morning at 5 a.m. And, and scribble away for a couple of hours before uh, turning to the real estate um, trades. But um, I wrote this book called The Lost Settle. Um, and the book is about a uh, little town of uh, Jews in Poland. Um, and the, the town... You know, something out of, like, um, Fiddler on the Roof, basically, like Anatechma, basically. Um, but the town is so little, so small, so insignificant, that it's completely overlooked by the Germans in World War II. And it's completely overlooked by the Soviets in the Cold War. And um, it's rediscovered in the here and now. And, um, yeah, it's, it, was, it's, it, was a fun, it was a fun book to write. It took me a, a few years to, to finish it, and it came out smack in the middle of the pandemic um how do we get that is it on amazon oh yeah yeah it's on amazon it's in like you know bookstore any bookstore can order it um if you go to the manhattan 
Union Square, Barnes & Noble. I was there last week. I saw a copy of it there. (laughs) Well, I'm certainly going to get a copy of it. And I hope that you'll come on again. And so have a great weekend. And yes, please do. Okay, and hopefully I'll see you at the next Revenue meeting. Um, We'll be back. We'll be back with our insurance man and uh, some talk about whether there's a recession in store or not. Are you fed up with hair loss or weak, brittle hair? Invite Health would like to introduce you to Hair Enhance HX. This powerful bioactive formula targets the root causes of hair loss, like stress, hormone imbalance, and nutritional deficiencies, packed with clinically studied nutrients shown to increase hair strength and growth. Formulated to target male and female pattern hair loss with amino acids to strengthen hair and promote new hair growth. This comprehensive formula addresses the multiple causes of weak, brittle, and lack hair. Take advantage of this limited time offer. Buy one bottle of Hair Enhance HX as suggested retail and get the second bottle free. Contact Invite at 800-673-2345. That's 800-673-2345. Or go to invitehealth.com and use promo code HAIR. Are you ready to get to the root cause and finally see and feel a difference? Call now, 800-673-2345 for Hair Enhance HX. Feel like you're trying to push a boulder uphill wearing skates? If you run or manage a local business today, you're challenged like never before. We get it, and we want to help. We're Salem Surround. We're a full-service marketing agency that'll help you increase your customer base by designing incredibly effective plans to reach your consumers day, night, and everywhere they might be. If you're a local business and want to see what Salem Surround can do for you, Google Salem Surround New York. Remember to Google Salem Surround New York today. AM 970 The Answer is bringing Dr. Lederman's expertise in alternative cancer treatments to prime time every Monday night at 7. Dr. Lederman is triple board certified in radiation oncology, medical oncology, and internal medicine, and is the first physician to perform non-invasive body radiosurgery in the Western Hemisphere, treating thousands of patients covering nearly every size, site, and type of cancer, large and small, primary and metastatic. Listen to Dr. Lederman Monday night at 7 on AM 970 The Answer. Mike Lindell and MyPillow are launching the new MyPillow 2.0 with a special buy one, get one free offer. The MyPillow 2.0 offers a brand new temperature regulating technology that keeps you comfortable throughout the night. The new fabric dissipates heat and humidity to create a cooling sensation to maintain a a cooler surface temperature. MyPillow knows core body temperature plays a big role in how well you sleep. The new fabric technology helps regulate your body temperature throughout the night by creating a low lower surface temperature for a more restful night's sleep. Machine washable and dryable with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee and made in the USA. Just go to the radio listener's page at MyPillow.com, use the promo code AM970 or call 800-651-0798, 800-651-0798. Don't miss this incredible opportunity to buy one, get one free on the new MyPillow 2.0, 800 Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to Eye on Real Estate, and we've had such a wonderful show so far, and we're going to continue that. Um, I'm here with Peter Conte, who's been a regular on our show and is by far the best, most knowledgeable insurance guy that I know. Good morning, and how are you? Or good afternoon. I'm sure it's closer to the afternoon now. Um, I missed you last hey, week. Morning, I thought you were going to be on last week, so I'm glad to, to hear you. But in a way, I'm glad that you're on at this week because I had a real estate disaster happen. I uh, was called two days ago. And they said to me that they first called me, and I live in a, I own a, a, a condo in New York City. And they said, well, you know, uh, somebody left their bathtub on, you know, on the floor above you, 
and uh, mm -hmm. your apartment is totally flooded, and your ceilings are caved in, and your uh, I have a lot of built-ins, and the built-ins are caved in, uh, fell, and we have to go in now and see, you know, if there's molds and this and that, and the floors are wet. And then the next day they called and they said, oh, well, you know, uh, it really wasn't the uh, bathroom tub. It was an act of God. I said, really? I said, well, that, in the condo, pretty, an act of God. Okay. I said, he must have been pretty mad at me to do that. Okay. <laughs> okay. But the day before, the owner of the building, of the apartment above, was going to check it out, and then all of a sudden he was out of the picture and said, oh, no, it's an act of guard, and so far they haven't gotten a hold of his insurance company, so my insurance company's on it. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it's an old building that I live in. I mean, it's uh, kept up and everything, and they, I mean, right now they have blowers, like these blowers that they have for four days just kind of, I guess, taking whatever... Uh, you know, whatever moisture they can out. And then after that, yeah. they told me they have to knock walls down and rip ceilings out because, and I really am thankful that I had sent clothes back because I'm coming back to New York soon. So I sent clothes back ahead of time and I had this person come in and just hang them up for me. And she noticed a leak. She noticed one of my tiles was wet. So I, I called mm -hmm. them up and they said, oh, you just have a wet tile. I said, B.S. There's not just one wet tile. It doesn't work that way, okay? Yeah. So. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry that happened to you, Dottie. That's terrible. Well, it's a disaster, and, you know, I won't know anything really until these blowers are. But, they, but, but, but they're telling me they have to take walls down, and mm -hmm. they have to test the walls. And then I'm wondering if, you know, my clothes, like, luckily, my closet didn't get flooded. But does, does everything have to be, you know, like dry? I mean, like, it's just a mess. <laughs> and um, so, so the first step and the step you're in right now with the remediation of the matter is yes. trying to avoid any increased damage. And that would come in the form of mold. So that's why the blowers are going, right? So then, yeah, so how do they one, do that? They have to go into the, like, they told me they have to cut a whole wall down. Which I thought, wow, yeah. they do, huh? I mean, especially when you have when you have drywall throughout. The only way to really tell if there's mold behind it, you could do some spot testing, but if there's tons of water damage, you're going to want a new wall. And I know the carrier you have, so I do know that you will be completely taken care of by them. And I know that your apartment's going to get put back together. In, in, in especially me, I have. I have lung issues, so I can't afford to have molds. Yeah. Okay. And I that's had it. Thing. I had it in my house in the Hamptons, and I just a lesson that people should know, and that's why something that you know you really need to talk to you about because you know I have a house in the Hamptons, so I had this handyman that I you know gave me a cheap price to finish my basement, and mm -hmm. so he finished my basement and. Uh, my brother was here one day, and he said, look, there's lines, there's black lines. I said, well, I didn't even notice them because I don't go there much. And he said, I think you have mold. And so to make a long story short, the guy that I used, who I thought I was saving money, but of course it cost me more money, what he, he, used, he didn't use waterproof sheetrock, which I wouldn't have known the difference. And so mm -hmm. I had to rip the whole basement apart and get it done by someone. So, like, what are your recommendations and what kind of insurance do you need? I mean, and, and I'm, I'm just bringing this up because this just happened to me. And I, I really wouldn't even conceive of this. And when I tell you, like, even when you think of a leak, you don't think that the whole, the walls are going to have to come out, the ceiling is going to have to come out. I mean, so... And this is, you know, something what, uh, I wouldn't even think about. So what do you think people need for insurance and what, what, what should they cover? What should they, you know, what's, you know, I mean, you could go cheap, but, you know, what do you think is like a minimum amount and, and, what, and what do you suggest? Because I, I value your opinion greatly. 
Oh, thank you, Dottie. Well, so condos and co-ops, being Manhattan insurance brokers, they're our bread and butter. So right now, when it comes to insuring your own apartment, there's two coverages that are going to really go into effect for you to put everything back together. So that's the improvements and betterments on your policy, and that's what's going to replace the walls, remediate the damage, replace the floors, and whatever else structurally or uh, or the built-ins, that's what's going to, that dollar amount is what's going to replace that. Can, and then can there's I the make personal property. a confession? Yeah. And, I hope, and I hope no one does this and to, because I have to make a confession. When I got the insurance for my apartment, when I bought it, of course you have to have it. I have a mortgage on the apartment. But I just said to my secretary, like, okay, just get insurance. So I don't even know what I exactly am covered for. And I will just tell you, don't ever make that mistake. I made that mistake yeah. also with uh, a ring that I had, and I left it to my mm-hmm. secretary, and she insured it, and it was a big diamond. She insured, she got a policy that covered $25,000 for all my jewelry, not just the one di- So I was like, I really never replaced it. I have the ring with no stone in yeah. it. Um, so, like, so my recommendation, where should people, yeah, like, who should people, they should call you. I mean, like, don't let somebody that doesn't know what they're doing do it. And I don't even know. Like, I don't even know what kind of insurance I have. And I'm ashamed to say that. But I hope that people will learn a lesson from me that you just really need to make sure you know and don't point it off at somebody. And I didn't really think about it. I just said, oh, just get me the insurance and whatever. When it comes to the dwelling amount and the improvements and betterments and that number, I, I'm just, everyone should have on minimum, just get a rough estimate of the square footage of the condo and co-op you're in. Take that square footage, multiply it by $200. Right now, we're seeing the average minimum rebuild cost for apartments to be $200 per square foot. No matter, no matter how big your apartment is or how small your apartment is, make sure that's the minimum. Of course, you go up from there. If you have nice built-ins, if you have wainscoting, if you have molding, if you have uh, AC units, make sure you increase that amount. But uh, I-, I can't stress this enough. So many times there are policies I see that people come and they ask me to do their insurance. I look at their policy and they have $25,000 or, or not even that. Some people just have $5,000 for the rebuild of their own apartment and the stuff inside or just the dwelling coverage inside. So if you ever redo a floor in a Manhattan apartment, automatically you have to cover that. That Increase your policy right away. So whatever you do, you're looking for a condo co-op policy, start the conversation, start with the knowledge that you should have $200 per square foot of rebuilding uh, or of dwelling coverage on your policy. That's just the bottom line floor that I start with when I quote someone. And don't make the mistake that I did and just get someone to do it for you. You call someone up like yourself and can you give us all your numbers and your websites and everything because you really need to have that conversation. As you said, depending on what you have in the the apartment, you know, uh, would require Mm -hmm. more or less. But at least have that conversation. And I think that sometimes people, because look, I'm in the housing business for forever. And I see a lot of people don't really pay attention. They just get the insurance and they don't really dwell into, you know, the major portion. What it covers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So so I, I also have something. So I was sitting in my apartment the other day and I got a notification on my phone through the citizens app that there was a fire in my own building and thankfully nothing happened and it became controlled. But you know, it was for me, I have a, I'm just going to (laughs) go. I was sitting here. I was thinking, let me run to the office. I'll sleep there the rest of the night. And if I need to find a hotel, I'll do that tomorrow. But immediately following that I sat there and I'm like, I need to increase the coverage on my policy. Even myself, I just don't, when it comes time for a claim, you just never know how much you need. So is it, is it good to be overinsured? Yeah, sometimes it is also. 
Yeah, hold that thought because we, we have a break and I want to talk about that. Because like you said, even smoke, even if it, you could have smoke that permeates your apartment, even if it didn't catch on fire. So, um, you know, and I think people, when they, especially apartments, I think they're less, they don't, I, I see them. They don't really think about it. And what are the questions they should be asking you and how do they get a hold of you? Because I think this is so important and I don't want you to learn the hard way like I learned, which was a freak accident, uh, even though he says it's a, a, a thing of God that, you know, but the... This is Dennis Prager inviting you to join me for a memorable travel opportunity that will be a highlight of your life. Mike Gallagher and I are headed again back to Israel in October for the Stand with Israel Tour. Join us along with our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. We'll visit key sites in the Holy Land thoughtfully designed to give you unprecedented access to a region you may have only read about. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com for details. We'll uncover important geopolitical sites and show you Israel's significance on the world stage. You'll set foot on the ancient streets of Jerusalem, sail the Sea of Galilee, pray at the Western Wall, and much more. We'll have guides specifically for our group, lavish accommodations, and I will even broadcast my show from Israel. No other trip will be like the Stand with Israel tour. Come with Mike Gallagher and me this October. Register today. Call 855-565-5519, 855-565-5519, or just go to StandWithIsraelTour.com, StandWithIsraelTour.com. Are you planning an event or celebration? While there are many options for catering, there's no one else that does it like DR Catering. With your dream in their hands, DR Catering can provide event decorations, entertainment options, and equipment rentals. From your menu to your decor, DR Catering takes your concept and makes it a reality, ensuring your guests leave feeling happy and satisfied. Led by a master chef from the prestigious Culinary Institute of America, it's a no-brainer people trust dr with their special events from weddings birthdays and anniversaries to corporate events holiday parties graduations and everything in between 201-673-7380 to inquire or email dominic at d rizzo at drcatering.com 201-673-7380 or email d rizzo at drcatering.com dr catering more than just caterers 201-673-7380 feel like you're trying to push a boulder uphill wearing skates if you run or manage a local business today you're challenged like never before we get it and we want to help we're salem surround and when it comes to marketing consider us your personal move you forward company in a recent study we found that 53 percent of local businesses were classified as novices when it came to designing implementing and managing their marketing needs and that's where salem surround truly shines we're a full service marketing agency that'll help you increase your customer base by designing incredibly effective plans to reach your consumers day night and everywhere they might be let us give you an absolutely free audit of your current marketing and what your competition is doing our digital sales and support teams are the best in the industry and deliver customized personal service that's second to none if you're a local business and ready for the next step google salem surround new york right now our experts are ready to help you take your marketing to the next level google salem surround new york today Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back, and we're talking to Mike McConty, and we're talking about insurance. And like I said, I think a lot of people don't pay enough attention to it. So um, should they call you? Do they go to your website? What, what, like when you're buying an apartment... And again, I or whether it's a house or an apartment, um, wouldn't you suggest they have a conversation with somebody or just not just because there's a lot you don't really think of. Even 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 I remember when we had that uh, the hurricanes and like I remember we had the flood insurance and people had wind insurance but they didn't have flood insurance or they had flood insurance and they didn't have wind insurance. So it's really a lot more complicated than people think. And you never think it's going to really happen to you until it does. <laughs> you know, so 
What would you suggest and how would you go about it? Would you call, would you go to your website? Would you call your number? Give us, because I really think you're an expert and I think that, you know, I took it lightly myself and of course I learned a big lesson. I'm not saying that the company's not okay, but I really didn't put thought and if you ask me now what's covered, I couldn't tell you. Um, what would you suggest? Yeah. Yeah, call call an independent insurance broker. Call me, 212-777-7113, or, or go to my website, honigconti.com, and that's H-O-N-I-G-C-O-N-T-E.com. Call me, go to my website, shoot me an email, anything. I'm happy to help everyone with insurance. It is, you know, it's... it's <laughs> You never really want to talk to an insurance broker, uh, <laughs> but you, you need us, right? It, when it's the worst day, you kind of, or when you do have a claim, you do need someone there who's seen it before, who's been through it before, and who can guide you and tell you everything's going to be all right. Look, everything's going to get put back the way it is. Call us. We've been doing it for over 120 years in Manhattan, and we certainly, if it's up to me, another 100, 200, if, if, if I live that long, I'll be happy to do it, but I don't think so. It'll be on well, my kids or their kids. or. I am going to be calling you because now that this happens, I realize that in my house in Southampton, I, again, let my secretary do it. I have no idea what's covered. I don't even know. And I said to them, well, how much did you cover the house for even? Oh, don't worry. It's taken care of. So I am... Uh, going to call you and make sure I have adequate insurance because I don't believe I do. Uh, and again, I was, don't, I just didn't, I made the mistake of just letting someone do it and not really taking the time myself. So I don't want anyone to have to go through that. And I'd like mm -hmm. to post all your information. So I have it, but I'd like to post the website too on my social media because I think it's really important. Um, so if you could text me all that exact uh, information, I would appreciate it because really I, uh, you know, you're at a loss and I at this point don't even know what's covered. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't know exactly because I didn't take the time and I see that when people buy homes and stuff and they buy apartments and even apartments, like I own this apartment, but even apartments that you have don't you you know even i think apartments that you rent should have some kind of insurance especially if you have valuables yeah like i you know so, i have some yes yeah, so that's kind of what i want to talk to you about like how people yeah. really don't until something until it's you brought too late. up you brought up smoke damage before what happens yes. when the building next to you goes on fire? When you're in a rental, you're in the Lower East Side, and you're on the, you're the third floor. The building next to you goes on fire, and your apartment's inundated with smoke. Have an insurance policy so at least you can spend the night in a hotel. That's what, that's, what the, that's what the insurance is there for. Have a renter's insurance policy so you can go and you won't have to breathe in smoke the whole night. That's what the insurance is there for. You know, you're so right, Dottie. Just Everyone just make sure you have any type of insurance. Make sure it's the right insurance. Make sure you call a broker and get an expert opinion. So when you do go through something traumatic, you can call the person who uh, call a person who's seen it before, and they will give you good news that everything's covered and that your lifestyle will go back to the way it was before the claim. Well, I and I also want to say that, you know, sometimes real estate brokers have the same uh, – uh, sometimes a reputation of, oh, they're, they're just going to sell you the most expensive thing and things of that nature, yeah. which really is not true. Well, with insurance, to me, I, I think people say, well, you know, what am I going to insure everything? I mean, how much insurance is enough? But I think that if they have a conversation with you and they hear what you suggest, then they can take that information, they can digest it, and then they can say, well, you know what? We don't want to spend quite that much, so maybe we could cut this out. But at least hear and, 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 and get knowledgeable about it, which, you know, and it's not 
normal for me to not be knowledgeable about things. I try to do research, but I was busy running the company. I didn't have time. And so now I'll be calling you from my house in Southampton because I know that's all wrong. And I called my secretary that did it, and I said, well, she says, don't worry about it. It's taken care of. We did everything. It's right. Now, how do you know it's right? You don't live in Southampton. You don't know what values are. And they don't even know that I kind of knocked half my house down and rebuilt it. So, like, I'm sure it's not adequate. And then again, if you have maybe valuable paintings, you know, everyone's different. Maybe you have, if you have maybe not such great furniture that you don't care. But I think that that conversation is so important. And then from that, you can have the knowledge and then you can adjust it up or down or however you'd like to. Uh, but I, again, I, like I said, I did have once before, um, in, I was living in a, a single family home in Long mm-hmm. Island at the time, and I had electrical work done. And so what the guy did by mistake, and it was a friend's, it was my secretary's husband, so I couldn't really sue him. He was doing me the favor, but it was a mistake to use him. In any event, they were changing my ceiling, you know, lights in my bathroom. And so, you know, they had like a wire with a light bulb. So when you put the light, there was a light in the bathroom, but they didn't put the fixture in yet. So they just had this, mm-hmm. this you know. So what happened is, by accident... They took that light and the wire, and they put it back in the hole. They covered it with, a, with the fixture that I had, and they left the light off. And what happened is I woke up one morning, and I smelled smoke. So I'm looking all over the place, and I, I don't see fire. I go downstairs. I'm looking. I call my neighbor. I said, look, I don't know what's going on. I don't see fire anywhere. Maybe somebody's got a fireplace, but I'm throwing out all my good clothes. I'm throwing them out the window. And what happens is they left that light and they put it back into the ceiling. And then when I put the light on in the bathroom, it was on and it went into the insulation and it was a slow burn. And because I, I used a friend... I think he was licensed, if I'm not mistaken, but he didn't really have insurance, and it was a friend, and I, I couldn't really sue. I, I ended up paying a lot of money, so I think it's really also important to make sure that you don't use somebody just because they're cheaper or, you know, how people say, oh, don't worry, I know, I'll check it out for you, I'll make sure that you use certified people, and I'm sure you could. And make sure they can. have insurance. Yeah, that's the other thing. <laughs> <laughs> And what happens? Like now, this guy who's now saying it's an act of God and will not give me his insurance company. I don't know now. He's saying he doesn't have it, but I I don't believe that. What happens if someone doesn't have insurance? So if someone doesn't have insurance, your insurance policy is there to put you back together. So that's exactly what your carrier is going to do. And it's it's so the claim goes in under your policy. The carrier makes you whole again. And then on the back end, your insurance carrier will figure out who his insurance carrier is, and then they will, your carrier will sue their carrier, and then it will get settled in court. And then you won't have to, the point of insurance is just to not worry about this stuff. You get your stuff fixed as soon as possible, whether someone has insurance or doesn't have insurance, you take care of your own stuff, and then the carrier worries about getting their money back on the back end from that insurance carrier or the other insurance carrier. So, look, if a bathtub, over, no bathtub overflowing is ever an act of God, so <laughs> yeah. I don't... Well, it, it wasn't an act of God the first day. The, 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 yeah. the, the place I lived said, told me exactly what happened. But the second day, they changed their story, and they said, oh, well, it was an act of God. And I said, well, I don't really think so. But what I am going to do, if it's okay with you, is I'm going to have my assistant um, get a hold of you, and maybe if it, you know, if in the next week you don't hear, then you'll let me know, and give you the insurance policy I have in the Hamptons. I mean, it's too late for this um, because I am sure I'm underinsured. Not only that, I bought my house a lot of years ago. I redid the whole thing. I landscaped it. 
So I'm sure, and I, you know, and I have nice, I have, you know, good paintings. I'm going to send that to you, and maybe then you can tell me what I need, because I will never go through this. I learned a hard lesson, and I hope that I saved some of you. Some of you hear what I'm saying, and make sure you call up. Mr. Conti right away. I'm going to post your information on my website so you can call him. Um, listen, have a great weekend, and thank you so much. Um, please come on again. It's always great to have you on. Always a pleasure, Dottie. Have a great weekend. You too. Bye. Have a great weekend, everybody. See you. Well, we'll be with you next week. The preceding hour of programming paid for by DTHY Realty Incorporated. Take it from Charlie Kirk. As I read this New York Times article, so I read the New York Times so you don't have to. Salem Media Group reaches more people than they realize. It's my favorite line of the whole thing. Their hosts are big names and they have huge reach, which makes them one of the most powerful forces in conservative media. Tap into our big names to help grow your business. To find out more about it, reach out to our general sales manager, Laura Schaefer, by calling 212-857-9639. This is an urgent announcement for anyone that's $10,000 or more in debt. Before you make another minimum payment, you need to know there are special programs that can completely free you of your debt. Total Financial Freedom can help you become debt-free in months instead of years. Resolve your credit card debt, signature loans, department store cards, internet loans, and timeshares. Call now at 800-533-6605 for a free consultation. For 16 years, Total Financial Freedom has helped thousands get out of debt. You can feel confident when calling because Total Financial Freedom is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Battling for years and years stuck in the endless cycle of minimum payments could take decades. You have the right to get your debt resolved and substantially reduce your monthly payments. Call Total Financial now at 800-533-6605. That's 800-533-6605. 800-533-6605. Want to listen to AM 970 The Answer on the go? There's an app for that. Download our free smartphone app so you can listen to all your favorite shows, keep up with us on social media, enter contests, win prizes, and even interact with our hosts all in one place. Just search AM 970 The Answer in the iPhone App Store or the Google Play Store for the Android. Again, search AM 970 The Answer and download our smartphone app today. That way you can take us wherever you go. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. RSM US LLP is seeking a deal analytics manager in New York, New York, to oversee the data analytics process through all phases of the engagement life cycle. This job pays a salary of $200,000 per year and requires a bachelor's degree or foreign equivalent in accounting, finance, or related with four years of experience as a senior associate in manager pricing or related position. To apply, email resumes to attention C. Vulcaning, reference code 2779, to Claudine Volkening at rsmus.com. For over a century, local broadcasting has evolved with the needs of the community. We move past the stigmas of opinion journalism and bring the most relevant news online, on air, and on the go. You have trusted us with your news, sports, weather, and entertainment. Trust us to keep moving with you. Text radio to 52886. And tell Congress local broadcasting is here to stay. Hi, folks. It's Arthur Idala of the Power Hour every night here on AM 970 at 6 p.m. We try to bring you a lot of fun, a lot of energy with a lot of facts, a lot of inside scoop from the courtroom and from the streets of the city of New York with our special guests and our regular co-hosts, Sam Bellino, Joni, Alex, and whoever happens to be walking around the office. Tune in weeknights at 6 p.m. 
Falling trees and tree limbs are among the leading causes of power outages in New Jersey, and the damage they inflict means it may take longer to restore your power. To help prevent power outages, JCPNDL spent more than $35 million trimming trees along more than 3,400 miles of power lines in its rights-of-way last year. But you can help prevent even more power outages. Last year, 84% of tree-related outages were caused by falling trees on private property or publicly owned lands outside of JCPNDL's rights-of-way. So what can you do to help? If you believe a tree is growing too closely to power lines, go to jcp-l.com and click on service requests to report it today. A JCPNDL forestry crew can investigate and offer options for trimming or removal. This message, sponsored by JCPNDL and aired in cooperation with the New Jersey Broadcasters Association and this station. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. From the studios of AM 970 The Answer on Broadway and Wall Street in Manhattan, this is WNYM, Hackensack, New Jersey, New York City. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.